Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to preview the Super Bowl 58 matchup between the 49ers and the Chiefs from betting perspective. But before we get to any of that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. It's playoff time, and the usual suspects are headed to Vegas for the championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade, Bet Online is your number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Welcome back, everyone, to the Better Barrier Podcast. For a break, we discuss the plan for this episode. Once again, the biggest episode for us of the calendar year, Super Bowl Sunday Preview Edition, because the Niners made the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about it. So we're going to preview that game taking place on Sunday. Before we get into any of that, do want to recap what happened in the previous round. I know last week we ended up switching gears talking about the Warriors. I believe our picks were fine for the most part, so nothing really uh, insane to report. I feel like we were pretty spot on with most of our calls. Either way, though, the Warriors had a good week, and hopefully they can keep it rolling uh, for the remainder of the season. As for the Niners, though, going through our picks in the NFC title game, the picks were decent, but the Niners won. So either way, the Niners advanced to the Super Bowl, and you're looking at our picks. We had the Niners minus the seven. That did not get there. They were actually covering somehow in the final two minutes, and the Lions scored a touchdown on fourth down to ruin the cover. As for the actual total, though, we had the over, and that was never in doubt, as that game flew over into the third quarter, basically, as it was 24-24. So the point is the Niners eventually found a way to come back. Not easy, as they ended up having to come back for the second time against an NFC North team in the playoffs, as they were down 24-7. to at the half. Then the Lions completely imploded and forgot how to play football as the Niners scored five straight times, including two field goals and three touchdowns, as they opened up a 10-point lead after trailing by 17. So 27 unanswered points. The Lions had a couple of fourth down attempts that failed. Uh, They also ended up having a couple of miscues like a fumble on the first play of a drive, for example. But everything went arrive for the Lions in the final six minutes or so of the third quarter. And at that point, they just couldn't regain their footing. It was an avalanche, and they were on the wrong side of it, and they got pushed down the mountain. So either way, the Lions had a good story for the season. Phenomenal collapse on their part, uh, but the Niners got the job done. And it's not really about how impressive you look actually winning these games. It's about making it to the big dance and to see what happens. They're here, and now we'll see if they can get the job done and get revenge from the Super Bowl loss against the Chiefs from a couple years ago. But as for the Chiefs, they had a much easier win than the Niners had in that one. Actually, you know what? I'll go through the box score uh, first for the actual NFC title game. Purdy was fine. As he ended up having 267 yards, one touchdown, one pick, QBR of 88.1. A couple of really nice scrambles late in that game to put it on ice. McCaffrey was good, though. He had 20 yards for... uh, on the ground, I mean, for two touchdowns. Uh, you also saw Elijah Mitchell get a touchdown on seven yards rushing. Purdy had five carries of 48 yards. Debo ended up looking pretty sharp as he had 89 yards and eight catches. Ayuk had the insane grab and ate a touchdown on the same drive. 
as he had 68 yards and a touchdown. Uh, McCaffrey had 42 yards. Jews check at 33 yards. Kittle had 27 yards. And Juwan Jennings had eight yards. Uh, besides that, you saw Warner lead the way in tackles with nine. You had two sacks, both by Bosa, where Jared Goff went full lawn chair mode and couldn't actually get out of the way at all, as it was a free sack for Bosa. But the point is the Niners managed to bend but not break early, and they were able to swing momentum as they got the job done. Goff, though, was pretty good for the most part, as he had 273 passing yards, one touchdown, no pick, QBR of 59.9. That feels a bit disrespectful. I don't really know why his numbers were that much lower in QBR than Purdy's, when I thought Goff was better than him for a decent portion of that game. Either way, though, uh, the ground game was the story for the Lions, as Montgomery had 93 yards and a touchdown, Gibbs had 45 yards and a touchdown, and you also saw Williams have the end around as he scored a touchdown on the first drive, 42 yards and a score. Uh, as for the receiving core, Laporta was solid, nine catches, 97 yards. St. Brown had a really nice first half. Then the, then the Lions had a hard time getting him involved in the second half, but he finished with seven catches for 87 yards. Jamison Williams had the fourth down touchdown there at the end of the game. So a good game for Jamison as he had two touchdowns, and that was basically it. Now, as for the turnovers, I mentioned before, Gibbs had the brutal fumble when things were going poorly for the Lions, and that set up another scoring drive for the Niners. As for the actual uh, defense for the Lions, they had uh, they had two sacks. You had half a sack for uh, Mele Funwu, and you had half a sack for Alu-Alu, and you had a sack for uh, McNeil. So those were the guys who contributed out of the pass rush. For the interception game, you had Malcolm Rodriguez, who had a very free interception where Purdy made a terrible throw in the first half. But the point is the Lions had the game in their grasp, and they blew it. And now the Niners are playing for a ring, and the Lions are playing... Uh, for next season, or at least they are in the middle of their vacation. Now, as for the Chiefs, in the AFC title game, their game was a lot uh, more boring than the Niners game, because unlike the Lions game, their game went under, and that game was very low scoring, especially in the second half. Now, the Chiefs had a lead pretty much throughout the entire game. Uh, you saw both teams score early, and then the game absolutely died. But the Chiefs led 17-7 to at the half, and you had three points in the entire second half. And that's kind of been a theme of the Chiefs' playoff run. Decent amount of scoring early, then nothing in the second half. But the defense has been great, and that's why the Chiefs have kind of transitioned from a Mahomes running gun offense to more of a ball security and draining clock offense that prides itself on defense and field position. But the point is, the Chiefs got the job done. Mahomes threw the ball 39 times at 30 completions for 241 yards, a QBR of 91.1 and he had one passing touchdown. For the ground game, Pacheco had a lot of work, but he didn't exactly run it efficiently, as Pacheco had 68 yards and a touchdown, so the touchdown at least was a saving grace. Kelsey was great, though. 11 catches on 11 targets for 116 yards and one touchdown. Rice had eight catches for 46 yards. Scaling had a big play at the end, uh, but he had two catches for 38 yards, and that was basically it. Now, as for the uh, Ravens, they decided to abandon the run and nobody knows why, uh, because the Chiefs' run defense is not great. And they decided to let Lamar throw for it. And that did not work out, because Lamar, no matter how many MVPs he wins, not exactly a great pocket passer, just being honest. Either way, uh, he had 272 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick, sacked four times, QBR of 42.9. Uh, you saw his 
Completion percentage was not great either, as he was 20 of 37. Also had a strip sack fumble lost in that game. The interception in the red zone and triple coverage was embarrassing. Lamar was really bad, just simply put, and the play calling was even worse. As for the actual uh, running game, Lamar had eight carries for 54 yards. You saw Gus Edwards have three carries in the entire game. Nobody knows why, but that happened. Uh, you saw Flowers have two carries for four yards, and you saw Justice Hill have three carries for three yards. For the receiving core, you saw Flowers have a good game on paper, as he had five catches for 115 yards and a touchdown, had a 54-yard catch, then taunted, then fumbled the ball into the end zone a couple plays later, and then he got injured, spiking his helmet on the sideline. So even Flowers with the good stat line had a really bad game if you look at the ex if you look at the actual details behind the last quarter or so. Uh, that was basically it. Nobody else really did anything in the passing game, as Aguilar was second on the team in receiving yards with 39. So the point is Lamar was not very good, had a fumble loss, so did Flowers, and he had a pick, a really bad pick. But yeah, the Ravens ended up falling short again as Harbaugh continues disappointing the playoffs. Yes, I know he won a ring, largely because of a blown prevent coverage by Denver a couple years ago with Flacco at quarterback. But either way... Classic Ravens choke job in the playoffs, and now the Chiefs advance to the Super Bowl. So as for the actual uh, defensive numbers for the Chiefs in that Ravens game, you saw Reed have a sack, Karloffis had a sack, a Warden had a sack, and Amanihu had a sack as well. Uh, but you're looking at the interception. That was by Dion Bush, so he had a nice job there saving a touchdown potentially. Uh, that was basically it. Uh, so looking at the actual game, that we came here to talk about between the Chiefs and the Niners. The Niners are favored in this game slightly. It's mostly around two. You can find a two and a half. You can find a one and a half. So you can kind of pick whatever line you want. But I'm going to use two and a half because that seems to be the consensus line for this game. Uh, you're looking at the Niners laying two and a half. Chiefs are getting two and a half. The over-under is at 47 and a half. Now, I do think looking at the actual talent on paper... It makes sense why the Niners are favored, because on paper, they are the better team. Having said that, have they played like the better team in the playoffs and not even close? In fact, the Niners are somehow here. They probably should have lost both games, because the Packers had them dead to rights, and then they missed a field goal. They also had a fourth down QB sneak that did not end up working, and the Lions handed the game over on a platter. So the Niners arguably shouldn't be here. The defense has not been particularly good. And the offense has been slow starting, but they've definitely picked it up in the second half. As for the Chiefs, they've been beating up on some good AFC competition. Uh, they beat the Dolphins by 19. It was a negative wind chill game. The Dolphins couldn't handle the cold, so that was basically a bye uh, because the Dolphins didn't want to be there. They're looking at them beating the Bills. Very fun game. They got the job done there. Another story, the offense stalling out in the second half, but they held on just enough to win. And you had the Ravens game on the road as they were able to get the job done by 7 in the AFC title game. So the Chiefs had one home game and two road games, and they beat basically the three best offenses in the entire conference. And they the defense was great. Just simply put, defense gave up less than 11 points in two of those three games. So I do think the Chiefs have played with the better team so far in the playoffs. Of course, some things are matchup dependent, but I do think in my personal opinion, the Niners should not be favored. Now, I get... Once again, on paper, it makes sense, but I trust Mahomes and Reed a lot more than I trust Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. And Shanahan has recently had a couple of comfort-behind wins, 
uh, which kind of half shedded the notion uh, that he is, his team just can't come back from behind. The problem is when your team is this good on paper and you're constantly falling behind against inferior opponents in playoff games, I can't really trust you. And I do think that the Niners are a team that defensively has been very vulnerable. And that's going to be an issue against Mahomes. Now, the Chiefs are a team that drain a lot of clock. And that's kind of why I like the under in the spot. Because the Chiefs, if they score, might take six, seven minutes off the clock per 80-yard per drive. But I do think looking at this actual matchup, I'm going to lean Kansas City. I just trust Mahomes and Reed more. Simply put, they've been here before. I know they can handle it. Purdy's first Super Bowl. We'll see how he does. I think he should be fine based on nerves. But this Chiefs defense is kind of nasty, and I feel like they're extremely underrated. And you're looking at the Niners defense being vulnerable, and I think overrated. I don't think Chase Young has looked good at all for the last couple of weeks. And I do think the secondary has been a bit iffy ever since Hafunga got injured. But you're looking at the Niners, once again, being the team that might have a fan support angle because this game will be taking place in Vegas, which is close enough to San Francisco. But the point is the Chiefs fan base travels well, so I think it might be a little bit in favor of the Niners, but somewhat close to 50-50, maybe 55-45, maybe 60-40. But I do think you're looking at the Chiefs finding a way with Mahomes. I'm not picking against Mahomes. I'm not picking against Reed. It's not going to happen. So give me the Chiefs to get the job done in the spot. I like the plus money. I think they'll win the game outright. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a very ugly game. So I do like the under quite a bit. The under is my favorite play. I don't know why this is 47 and a half. I guess the argument is based on reputation. Mahomes and Kelsey and Kittle and Samuel and all these weapons. That's great. Except for the fact that the Chiefs play a bunch of unders and they don't score in the second half. So I'm going to go with the under in this game. Give me a 24-20 final. I hope I'm wrong, because if I am wrong, we will, of course, recap the game next week from a positive spin. If not, we'll do a negative spin, uh, but we will talk about the game nonetheless. Either way, though, the Niners are lucky to be here. I'm going to use that word. I think that's definitely fitting. And the Chiefs have earned the right to be here. That's the difference. I will take the Chiefs to get the job done, and I'll go with the under. That's going to wrap it up, though, for this episode. Find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. And until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.